0: Tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. my life.
1: listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word.
0: The writer of Hebrews says here, some say that Barnabas wrote Hebrews, others say Paul wrote Hebrews. Other people even hint that perhaps a woman, Sapphira, Ananias and Sophia, I'm going to make sure I pronounce her name correctly, um, um, uh, wrote the the, the book of Hebrews. But I I tend to lean toward Paul. I know the scholars uh, disagree. But remember those early days. Remember back in the day, the high top fades. (laughs) Remember the Gumbies. Remember the ubiquitous friends' haircuts. Sometimes we don't realize how good the good old days were until they're gone. He says, remember those early days after you had first received the light. Remember when you first fell in love. You felt that rush every time you saw them. When you were together, your heartbeat started to synchronize when you were away from them, you just couldn't get them out of your head. You constantly checked your phone to to see if there's been a latest message or whether or not they've been in touch. You do almost anything to, to make that person proud. And the writer here reminds them of the good old days. If you're part of my generation... You remember the times that you fell asleep with the phone in your ear. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. And then you'd wake up at night just to hear them breathing on the other end. We were strange. But you didn't want to hang up the phone because it would start making that long beeping noise and you know it would wake them. So you stay on the line until the next morning. Remember those early days when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Back in the first century and still in parts of our world, people would lose their entire families for trusting Christ. Back in this time, some families actually had a funeral for that person who became a Christian to let them know that they were dead to them from that point on. But when you really love someone, you'll go against misinformed family. You'll even change your friends, move to another part of the country. You'll take a bullet for the one you love. And the same is true when you really fall in love with God. And he continues, remember those days when you were sometimes publicly exposed to insult and persecution, new believers were, were, were mocked. And if you were a slave, those that owned you might try to beat the Jesus out of you. And at other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. So if you were not, uh, you were so lucky and so fortunate not to be one of those that were suffering, you loved the Lord so much that, that you made sure you supported anyone who was it? was an uh, all for one and, and one for all type of thing, and that was the spirit of the early church. And then he continues it says, You suffered alone, meaning you felt their pain and ministered naturally and even financially, because when a man went to prison, uh, his family was exposed and uh, they needed not only prayers, they needed resources, but you suffered along with those in prison. So parents, children and, and husbands and wives were punished in the Roman Empire as enemies of the state. And watch this next clause. And you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Now, I'm tempted to lose it when our contractors try to rip us off. But you know God has done something. When when, when you lose everything, when the government seizes all your personal possessions, and you still come to church that Sunday with a smile on your face. Why did this happen? And why did these people respond this way? Because you knew. You got to know something. It can't just be an idea. It can't just be a hope. It can't just be a wish. You got to know for yourself. Because you knew something in your heart that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. So these men and women in this time in history had a revelation of eternity. Because those who laid up or have laid up treasure in heaven, they tend to look up, look forward to heaven the most. And the day you finally realize that you will be dead longer than you are alive, you'll start understanding the importance of making sure this life counts. These men and women lived like it, what right now in the moment was not all it was, They understood that there was an eternal reward. They were looking toward that reward and they would face anything to be with their Jesus on the other side of this life. And then in verse 35, the writer here of Hebrews began to encourage this whole book. Is, is about the, the, those that had left Judaism and, and they were tempted to go back into Judaism because when they became Christians, they met such opposition. And, and it wasn't just a moment of opposition. It wasn't just someone rolling their eyes at them. People lost jobs, went to prisons, and, and, and we just saw the, the things that were listed. And, and the writer here says by the Holy Spirit, he says, So do not throw away, meaning you can do this. Confidence has to be held on to. So do not throw away your confidence. Understandably, after going through all of this so much for so long, people felt like giving up. Lord, you know what? Maybe it doesn't take all that, and and maybe you know what? I could back up on some things and kind of compromise a little bit, and and maybe you know I need to be more wise in how I I I, I do things, and and let me shift, and maybe I could go back to the synagogue and 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 and, and kiss some rings, and and you know my heart, Lord, and and maybe you know uh, you, you, you'll you'll cover that, but but anything worth doing at some time or another, you will feel like quitting. But quitting, the right thing, can be more addictive than heroin, more addictive than cocaine, uh, more, more addictive than nicotine. All of these things combined. Why? Because when you start to quit, it easily becomes a habit. And, and it's a slippery slope. You start Backing up from this one area, then you back up from another area, then you back up from another area, then you back up from another area, and then this is where we get the term backsliding from. Michael Jackson didn't invent, I'm not going to try he didn't invent that motion that had been part of the church for centuries. So do not throw away as a frightened soldier might throw down his rifle in the day of battle. Do not throw in your towel as you fight for the things God has called you to. As you fight for that child, as you fight for that relationship, as you fight for that thing that you know is the right thing, stand your ground. So do not throw away, watch this, your confidence. Confidence is is like a, 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 a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. But every time we don't use it, it weakens. And over time, it begins to shrink from lack of use. It's not that the confident person always expects to get it right every single time. They're just less afraid of getting it wrong because they know who got them back. Confidence is often taking a risk. Confidence is... Pushing forward when you have every reason to back up. But confidence is something that if we don't value it, we will make light of it, and this warning will apply to our lives. So do not throw away your confidence. You see, a person cannot be comfortable with themselves without their own approval. And I've discovered that if God approves of me, who am I to argue? If, if I'm accepted in the beloved, if I belong to him, he sees enough value in me to call me his own. Who am I to argue? So do not, it's a warning, throw away your lukewarmness, no, your confidence. Why does the devil want you to lose confidence? Because he knows what's on the other side. For it will be richly, not just, you know, richly, magnanimously. It will be proportionally beyond measure, though, rewarded. But if you only focus on the risks and on the pain, you'll never take the chance. If you only focus on what, what you lost or what you feel you need to give up, You'll never move forward. And what he's saying is when you're going through the challenge, you got to focus on the gain, not the pain. And then he said, by the way, this was the verse God used. me. We were dealing with all these challenges with this whole building thing and everything. He's like, Derek, you need one thing. And I believe he's saying it to all of us again. You need one thing to persevere, not to quit. So that when you have not just prayed about it, not just thought about it or imagined it, but when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You know, when I was in my, 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 my 30s, I had to say to myself, I already know what quitting feels like. It's time for me to find out what happens if I don't. I had quit so many things for so long, but finally I said, you know, I've done that. I got the t-shirt, the bumper sticker. I have been initiated into the fraternity of quitters. But you know what? This time I'm going to find out what might happen if I would just hang on, if I would just stand my ground if I would just stay with it what might happen to Derek Greer if he doesn't back up if he doesn't relent if he doesn't move away what might happen if I would just stay convinced and stay charged up with the prospects God has laid before me and then the writer here I'm gonna say Paul Quotes the Old Testament. He said, in just a little while, he who's coming will come, and he will not delay. Why shouldn't we give up? Because Jesus is coming back again. Now, if that doesn't resonate with you, I need you to think about something. Even if Jesus does not come back in our lifetimes, though the handwriting is on the wall, I'll tell you, all types of stuff everything predicted in this book. I'm like, what's left, you know, that needs to happen, Jesus, now before you come. But on average, the, the, the average American lives 78.79 years. So some of us in this room, some of us live streaming, you are, you know, uh, 60 years away from meeting Jesus. Some of us are, are, are 10 years away. Some of us are months away. But remember Kobe Bryant, We just don't know. Some of us could be minutes away. So how quickly he comes back to the earth really doesn't matter. Because I know that I only have so long. And every human being on this planet, except for Jesus and and Enoch and, and some argue about Moses, has died. It is part of our reality. It is the cycle of life. So all of us, some sooner than later, and some of us are overdue, are going to meet him face to face. And the Christians in the first century, they'll live with this reality. That they're going to be again dead longer than they're alive. So they would do anything they need to do in this life to ensure the other side. Those of us that are, are college educated, you, you go through those four years of studying stuff you don't feel like studying and, and staying up late and all the rest. Why? For the rest of your life. Likewise, our lives are just a vapor. And just as we invested, maybe it was, it was just those 12 years for you. And, 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 or maybe it wasn't even 12, but you got your GED. Or, or maybe it was, it was the, 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 the sixteen, but you did all of that for the future. Because you believed that what you did mattered. The early church believed how they lived mattered. They believed that this life is like a seed. Unless it dies and goes into the ground, the new thing doesn't emerge. So this life for me is my seed. Everything I do, say and believe. Is me planting a seed that will bloom for all eternity. This was the revelation the early church lived with and died for. Verse 38, he continues, But my righteous one will live by faith. Emphasis on the word live. Faith is not just something visited in a crisis, but it is to be part of every decision in our daily life. Living by faith to some may sound difficult. It may sound like a hard, hard, but I want you to think about the alternative. Living by doubt, living in fear, living with worldliness, anxiety, worry is so much worse. Faith is not a burden It's my life's greatest honor to trust him. And he's quoting a prophecy in the Old Testament, and God is speaking. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Don't be that car that runs out of gas. Don't be that cell phone whose battery is dead. Stay fired up and charged up God takes no pleasure in any of us living a defeated life. But watch what he says. He said, now, now I'm warning you about this, but, but, but this, this, this is not what I see for you. We do not belong to those. We come from a good stock who shrink back and are destroyed. We belong to a people who get it done. We belong to to a people who defy the odds, subdue kingdoms, work righteousness, obtain promises, promises, stop the bows of lions. We belong to those who have faith and are saved. And then in the next chapter, he spends the whole chapter talking about our lineage talking about our peeps, talking about our spiritual family, Abraham, Gideon, Samson, Enoch, Noah, Moses, you know, Jacob, and Amram, Sarah, on and on. You see, our heritage is amazing. My father is God, my elder brother rose from the dead, and he's coming back again. You can mess with me on the playground of life all you want, but my big brother's coming back again, pay attention. One of my brothers parted the Red Sea. Another of my brothers had a baby at 100 without a blue pill. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I have a sister named Deborah who ruled a nation. Another sister named Sheba who did the same. Now, I could go on and on, but uh, I I don't want you to start to hate me because you ain't me. You hear what I'm saying? I'm from a family. I'm from a people. I'm from a line. And I got to represent. You got to represent. And then he goes on. The chapter ends and he begins 11 And we're going to begin a series in this chapter. We're just going to go a few verses in and, and, and I'm going to be in and out today. This is what the writer says. He said all that. Then he says, now faith is Confidence. Faith is an assurance. It's a certain je ne sais quoi. It's a certain magnus. It's a, it creates a certain level of lean, a certain level of poise, a certain indomitable and winsome air about the possessors. Now faith, now religiosity doesn't understand this. Religiosity is always down in the mouth and always going through and God don't love me. But faith, real faith, is confidence. Stay with me. Now faith is. When you have it, it just is. You don't have to argue about it. It just is and it will eventually speak for itself. You see, people with faith do not need to attend every argument they're invited to. They just keep doing what the word says and let the results speak for themselves. Now, many of us have religion. Many of us know some people who at one time may have had some faith. But Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will I find faith on the earth? According to my Bible, faith is confidence. How many of us have confidence? Don't confuse confidence with arrogance. Arrogance is just insecurity dressed up in a tuxedo. But faith is confidence. So my goal is not just to get into my Bible to tell people I've been in my Bible. My faith is, is not me going to prayer just to say I, can, I, I prayed. I go to my Bible till I get Confidence. Now, that went right over some of your heads. I pray until I have confidence. God's not impressed by the length of my prayer. He's not at all impressed by my ability to read. The only thing that pleases God, according to my Bible, he said, it is impossible to please God without faith and without confidence. But faith is confidence. So here's the question all those question marks in your life. Are you really living by faith? And my hope this morning is to challenge you, to get into the book till the book gets into you. After Jesus was crucified, they started hating on the disciples. And the disciples were were sharing some things and they were uneducated men as far as these Pharisees and Sadducees were concerned. But by their boldness, the Bible says, They knew they had been with Jesus. There was an air of confidence about these men that they picked up from the master. And if you're really rubbing shoulders and spending time with God, there will be a confidence that comes. We use the term anointing. It's a biblical term. But it literally means not just oil, but rubbed on oil. And the anointing of God is is when the, the, the confidence, the assurance, and the knowing that was on Jesus gets on you. I worship Jesus not only because I'm into hero worship, but because he's everything I could ever hope to be. And I try to stay close to him. So, every day more of him might rub off on me. And the anointing is the rubbing on. So, here's the question. When you face your challenges, when you go to work, when you go to the store, when you face those you love in your life, what do you go in there rubbed on you? We go... Rubbed on with some pop psychology the world? Rubbed on with some of the latest trends in fashion? But do you really go into those situations with God's word rubbed into you?
1: This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.